Hello and welcome to Little Things with Amber L.V. Swenson. Today's episode is called Bird's Eye View. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I have been writing and teaching Bible studies for the past 15 years. I've worked with women, youth, Sunday school. I've been blogging for Time of Grace since 2017. I've written two books for them. Really what you need to know is that I love the Lord and I love the Word of God. And I find that the deeper I go into the Word of God, the more astounded I am that He loves us and that He notices us and that He cares so deeply about our lives. And my role is really to get people into the Word and to show them how awesome it is and to really get them to a place that they want to know and love God more. That's kind of my mission in life in a nutshell. I'm going to share a great story with you. I'm going to give you a couple of quotes, and I'm going to hopefully encourage you to maybe change your perspective if you can't change your surroundings or the circumstances in your life. So let me start by saying this. This last week, I was able to go to the 22nd floor of a building. And any time that I go to a high place, whether it's a high rise in a city, a well-known place, you know, a monument that you have to go, or a mountain or wherever I am, I'm always astounded at the different perspective you get from up above. So if you're on the street level, then what you can see is what's around you, um, you know, in front of you, behind you, you see a very, very limited vision. But when you are up high, you, you don't just see that street. You see many streets. You see a much bigger, broader picture. And when I was up there on the 22nd floor, I was reminded of God's word to us in Isaiah chapter 55. Verses 8 and 9 say this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I had the opportunity just after being on the 22nd floor, just a few days later, I was at my women's Bible study at church and we were looking at Matthew chapter 8. And the beginning of chapter 8 starts with this account of a leper coming to Jesus and saying a very interesting prayer. He didn't come to Jesus like so many people did and say, teacher, heal me. He came and he said, Lord, if you are willing, you could make me clean. Somehow implying that he was going to leave it up to God to decide what was best for his life. And of course, Jesus in that situation said, I am willing, and he made him clean. But this started a discussion in our women's Bible study about praying, thy will be done. You see, it's very easy to pray, God, change this, heal this take this away from me, or whatever. But ending a prayer by saying, Lord, this is my heart, and I've, I've told you everything that's on my heart and on my mind, but when it's all said and done, your will be done. See, that is a totally different thing. Because what that is doing is asking God to look not just at your perspective, your street-level view, but to also see how the situation impacts those around you, and then to work for what's best for the kingdom. 
And that seems to be a very profound prayer to pray. So I had been on the 22nd floor. I had this wonderful Bible study with a group of ladies that always encourage me and admonish me and, and have me in the word thinking. And then I came across this story on Facebook. And I know, I know, you never know if these things are true at all or, or anything. But this, this point, the point of this story, the illustration here is, is, again, pretty profound. So it's written by an unknown author. And it says this. There was once a group of women studying the book of Malachi in the Old Testament. As they were studying chapter 3, they came across verse 3, which says, He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. This verse puzzled the women, and they wondered about this sta- what this statement meant about the character and nature of God. One of the women offered to find out about the process of refining silver and get back to the group at their next Bible study. That week, this woman called up a silversmith and made an appointment to watch him at work. She didn't mention anything about the reason for her interest beyond her curiosity about the process of refining silver. As she watched the silversmith, he held a piece of silver over the fire and let it heat up. He explained that in refining silver, one needed to hold the silver in the middle of the fire where the flames were hottest as to burn away all the impurities. The woman thought about God holding us in such a hot spot. Then she thought again about the verse, that he sits as a refiner and purifier of silver. She asked the silversmith if it was true that he had to sit there in front of the fire the whole time the silver was being refined. The man answered yes, and explained that he not only had to sit there holding the silver, but he had to keep his eyes on the silver the entire time it was in the fire. If the silver was left even a moment too long in the flames, it would be damaged. The woman was silent for a moment. Then she asked the silversmith, How do you know when the silver is fully refined? He smiled at her and answered, Oh, that's easy when I see my image in it. The story ends by saying, if today you are feeling the heat of this world's fire, just remember that God the Father and his son Jesus are refining you. Whew! That is perspective. Because so often when we are in those hot, messy situations, it is so easy to see nothing but the circumstances, and to not be able to see how anything good could come out of this. And yet, through the whole process, maybe the reason God has us there at that time is that he can make us better in some way. I have just, in the last six months, come out of a really, really horrible, weary situation that lasted for about three years. And there were so many tear-filled days and sleepless nights, and I didn't know when and how it was ever going to end and what good could possibly come out of it. The end result was not the end result that I was hoping and praying for. But this much I know. I am not the same person I was three years ago not by any stretch of the imagination. 
In fact, just recently, in the last couple of weeks, I've been put in contact with two people who are in really, really hurtful situations. And I can tell you, I am more empathetic than I would have been three years ago, because now I know. I know what it is to hurt. And I know how horrible it can be when no one is there beside you, empathizing and standing with you. So the perspective isn't always great from the street level. We don't always get what's going on. And we don't have that bird's eye view that God has. And that's where trust comes in. That's where sometimes we just have to say, okay, God, I do not get this. I don't see what you're doing here, but you know what? I'm going to trust you. You are either working through me in this situation to change the situation, or you are working in this situation to change me. And either way, it's a good thing. I'm going to trust you for that. I'm going to give you two quotes on perspective. One is from Mary Engelbright, and it says, If you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change the way you think about it. And isn't that the truth? Think about the Israelites in the desert. So they were in the desert going from the land of Egypt to the land of Canaan, and they had to wander for many, many years. And so many times in the desert, we find them coming into these situations that they don't have water. They don't have food. And you know, you think, man, you've been here before. What happened the last time? Oh, that's right. God provided, right? But still, time after time, they get stuck in that trap of just grumbling and complaining instead of remembering the perspective here. The street view isn't looking so hot. But we can go to God, and God can change that in an instant. So we can choose to grumble and complain our way through the hard times. We can choose to do that. Or like Mary Engelbright said, We can change our thought process on that. Do you remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They ended up being thrown into a really hot, fiery furnace because they refused to bow down to that statue of King Nebuchadnezzar. And when they were in the furnace, Nebuchadnezzar was looking on and he realized that they were no longer in that furnace alone. Suddenly, it looked as if God was in there with them. And that's a good perspective to keep in mind. Okay, maybe the circumstances aren't changing. Maybe the bad stuff isn't going away. God is still in here with us. Earlier this year, there were some health problems in my family. And I was reminded over and over about being in the boat with Jesus in the middle of the storm. So do you remember when the disciples were crossing the lake and Jesus was taking a nap? which, you know, in and of itself is not a big deal. It's not a problem. The guy must have been tired. He was human. He was taking a nap. But this was the problem. There was a horrific storm going on around them. And these were experienced professional fishermen, and they started to freak out. So it must have been a pretty good storm. And they finally went to Jesus and said, don't you even care? I mean, we're going to die here, and you're just going to sleep through this. So this year, when I've been in this storm, earlier this year when there was some health issues going on, I just kept saying to myself, I see the wind and I feel 
the waves. But I know that I know that I know that Jesus is in the boat with me. That's the bird's eye perspective. Maybe I don't see anything but the bad. But that doesn't mean that God's not here with me. I heard a story about a man who was diagnosed with a terminal illness. And the prayer that he said is that, okay, God, I see what you're doing here. You're going to take me home to be with you in heaven. So let me glorify you through this process. The situation's not going to change. So change the way I look at it. Don't let me feel sorry for myself. Let me show others your glory even here. I just love that. The second quote is from Albert Einstein, and he said this, There are two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle, and the other is as though everything is a miracle. Again, perspective. Two of my children started a new school this year. It is so not easy to walk through those doors knowing one or two people or almost no one. So day two was not so easy to get up. It was a little hard to go back after day one because they realized this was going to be hard. They were going to have to work to meet people, and it was going to be lonely times at lunch or in classes where other people are talking and they don't know friends yet. So one day, the first week of school, I sent my daughter an email. She has an iPad. She's in sixth grade. They use iPads in math class and social studies classes to do different um, work in school. And I sent her an email that day that said, think of something that you can be thankful of today. So I was just trying to turn her perspective around and say, okay, I know this is hard. And I know that you don't know anybody, but what is one thing? What can you be thankful for today? You know what she wrote back? Everything. I am thankful for everything. That is, as Albert Einstein said, seeing the miracle in everything. I am thankful that I'm here. I'm thankful that God has me going through this because I am learning lessons that I will use my whole life long. And I am thankful that I am here because this is a chance for me to grow. And even here in a hard time, I see the miracle and the blessing. And I see that the best is yet to come. This has been little things because in God's kingdom, The little things are the big things. If you like this message, please remember to like it and share it with your friends and subscribe to this podcast. And don't forget to support Time of Grace with your prayers and your financial contributions so that we can share this message and many others like it with even more people.